Welcome back to another episode of Life Update, the podcast giving you the information you didn't know you wanted or you needed. How y'all doing today? Here with my beautiful co-host Morgan. Hello, hello. How you doing, Morgan? Morgan, how good. was your past week? Let the people know. You have a good time this past week? Let them know. Yeah, this was a crazy week. Like, Big one. Crazy. Yeah, there was so much going on. Sal's parents came to visit for a while. So they saw Austin for the first time. That was yeah, a lot of fun. Ever in Texas. Yeah. And then it was Sal's birthday. Yes. Big and old 2-5. It was my dad's birthday. And then it was the 4th of July. Ooh. So it was a crazy week. Yeah. We really like even thinking back on my birthday, which was six days ago, feels like it was like Forever two weeks ago. Because we just did so much stuff. But all right. All right. What was your favorite part of the crazy week, though? Something had to stand out. Yeah. I had. A, okay. So I had a lot of favorite parts. So like. Right. I don't want to act like I didn't enjoy every moment of all of them because I did. But my favorite was probably your birthday because we did a lot of fun stuff and we saw Joe Rogan on your birthday. And um, yeah, it was just a lot of like we did a lot of different stuff that like we never do. First time stuff. Yeah, we went to like this cafe on the water. We did a little hike around here. That was more like a bunny hill, but it was still it <laughs> yeah. was still nice views. And it was uh, like a half a mile, so yeah, kind of a hike, yeah, just really. as high as you. Yeah, I think like when I landed from my Denver trip, which is another thing. Like when oh, I landed yeah. from like in, in Denver, <laughs> oh I was like almost fourteen thousand feet up on the Rockies, and then when I landed in Texas, I think like where we are right now is like four hundred feet above elevation. Yeah, and I, was, and I think like that's the highest point we went to was like seven hundred feet. So yeah. it's just <laughs> not high. I remember being in the sky, and I was like, it, we were like landing in elevation, and I was like tracking on the little. Uh, airplane thing and i was like there's no way that this <laughs> is that sm- like it's, it's just flat. waiting to get flooded yeah. yeah so all right but the birthday was good yeah a lot of first time stuff i would say that would probably be mine but also july 3rd july 3rd was basically our july 4th because july 4th everybody was a dead body it seemed <laughs> and not as good weather it was saturday like it's, yeah um, I, think, I feel like naturally people like get more excited on saturday yeah like saturday i sent some time. people like i only follow like 40 people on twitter i sent like some of them the ones that i actually associate with like happy july 4th like a message and the one guy who i used to do awesome shows with lofi he like responded with yeah i mean like last yesterday was like the day he's like i'm dragging not, <laughs> not sure how july 4th is gonna go which ended up being like a good precursor for our entire day but july 3rd might have been if i can't say my birthday just to give another one july 3rd it was just nice the weather lake travis it was just a really nice vibe for it was like exactly what you would want mm-hmm. july 4th there was this big boat in the water that had a slide on it and me and morgan's brother went down that slide like eight times in a day and that was that's something that stands out just like sliding down like a little kid on july 4th nice weather yeah. good food amazing food so yeah that would probably be that'd probably be mine what about uh something you didn't like anything you didn't like yes um so i would say yesterday we were supposed to go see the purge yes. and i didn't feel good so i couldn't go and i think that was a bummer because i was looking forward to seeing it yeah I, I would probably say the same thing that and like when we were leaving on july 4th we were like leaving your your parents house and like neighborhood and they were doing like a little party thing and i was like oh maybe we should have stayed at that and then we left and we had like a good yeah. time after that we had our own barbecue with your brother and his girlfriend and then for whatever reason just like that night heading into the next morning i just i guess felt weird it was really r- raining and like just a dull mood you're coming mm-hmm. off of like the high of my birthday week in july 4th my parents yeah. being here nonstop, just being spending time with one of our families and then like Monday morning kicked in with bad weather and I was just kind of like, eh, like I'm feeling weird. Yeah. And Morgan called me out on it. Like, why are you feeling weird? And I was like, I don't think I'm feeling weird. I think it's just the weather. And then that just like catapulted into a not so great overall day in terms of the mood. But, yeah. Uh, I feel like I've rebounded today. You so were definitely work. like off with your, with your energy. You're usually I mean, like, yeah, I can just tell when you don't feel like a hundred percent. But normally it's because like, I'm like not maybe like somewhat overworked i'm just like tired of what i'm doing it wasn't the case like i did like the stuff i needed to do yeah. didn't have much and then i was just kind of mad i think it was legit the re- like we didn't see the sun all day yesterday and until like this afternoon i know so i, I yeah. think that's what just like fueled it of just being like meh like in this like very meh mood and yeah. just coming off the high of the pre- like i felt myself sunday night yeah sunday night just getting in this like weird sort of funk mood of just being like man i wish like we were still like around just like our families and just yeah. a bunch ju- just a bunch of people like even going back to your brother's house to barbecue like that was even just fun just like yeah. hanging out with another couple your brother and his girlfriend yeah i am different from sal in the sense that like i mean don't get me wrong i love hanging out with all <laughs> of those people they're awesome but then once i get a second to like 
breathe i'm like like i look forward to that yeah and you definitely get you get really sad when like those times are over yeah, I and I, I get it and yeah. you honestly you had like you, you you had your birthday month because sal's a birthday month type of guy and then <laughs> yeah but like not legit like that's just a joke but no but like seriously that. you really had so much going on last month like you went from like where'd you go before denver did denver. we do something before denver um i don't i can't recall Oh, whatever. Think, you went from like yeah. Denver to your parents coming here right away mm -hmm. to like your birthday to the 4th of July weekend. And it was like three weeks. To of a just bachelor not, party, then a wedding yeah, the next two weeks. Yeah, now he's going to a bachelor party and then a wedding the next yeah. week. So you had like so much to do. And and I feel like it's hard when you kind of get that second to like chill out. I can definitely see where it makes you sad too. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I, I guess it's just like how I'm wired. Like just growing up with very close friends, very close family. I'm mm -hmm. always around people. Yeah. So I just, if it's, if it's good company and people that I'm enjoying and I'm having a good time, even just sitting on a couch or like playing pong, like we were with your brother, I just really enjoy that. Like I could do that yeah. 24 seven might not even need like a break if it's something that's enjoyable. So I think I just kind of like crash off of like that high. Cause it's usually like an abrupt, all right, we're leaving. Like it has to be. So yeah, yeah, I think that's where I get it. I think that's where my move comes and I'm trying to I guess I'm trying to be more present in those moments the last like six months reading these books one of them's right by Morgan shoulder trying to get through ego is the enemy by Ryan holiday solid <laughs> book the last one of his that, that'd be the fourth book I read which I think is like most of his recent ones or yeah. top ones at least well I'll, I'll check more into that but I'm trying to be like more present in those moments and I can like talk on this podcast before I like, catch myself in those types of moments feeling just enjoyable and really enjoying them even more and I'm trying to I guess do that more now with work, like not be as in tied up in work and have more of those moments. So like, that's like even yesterday, like when we were, I wasn't feeling good and like turned into some, maybe not somewhat of a tiff, but like a conversation between the two of us. Like it was because of that, just like me not having as much work to do and really not spending just spare time mm -hmm. instead of trying to like get ahead to try and ha be more present in those moments when events come. So now I'm trying to do that for, most moments even just like the ones where we're like sitting down on the couch on a monday just be more present in all those moments rather than just the ones that are activity-based crowd-based because i have great times there so why not try and transfer it into the everyday life and that's something that i, I kind of get into deep work with like working and just like kind of get lost in it but i wonder if being present like while working would actually be beneficial too it seems yeah. like an extreme i think so I think it's important to try to be present in like all moments because then you can appreciate everything for what it is. Like yeah. when you're doing a job you enjoy, you can appreciate that, but then have that fine line of like when you need to stop and, you know, put that down and focus on like your personal right. life too. So I think it's harder. It's easier said than done. It takes a lot of practice to do that, but it's a, a big step to start, start that. So yeah. kudos. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, I guess that's, I think that's good five zones. We had a question last week. Do you have the question on the last podcast episode? Um, so I don't have the exact wording of it, but it was basically just like, can you tell us more about how you guys met your first date, all that good stuff. Gotcha. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. You want to start it off? Yeah. So, I mean, starting off how we met, we met through mutual friends at school. Was it memorable? When we first met. Yeah. Um, so I have Jeez. like many memories of Sal before I ever talked to him, oh which boy. sounds super creepy. I'm but a bad boy. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But I I had seen him around so many times and Penn State is such a huge school. So the chances of that are like very slim, but we had mutual friends. So mm. we would see each other at a like oh well, I would see him. I don't know. I highly doubt he saw me. But like at those parties. Um and and yeah, I was always so intimidated by Sal. I thought he was like, I was so nervous to talk to him. He would always roll in places like squad deep with all of these people who I knew like vaguely and some of them like I felt comfortable talking with, but I would just get so nervous to the talk entourage, to him. The entourage. Yeah. So I would just, I would just always see him, but never say anything. Um, <laughs> and then eventually we got introduced through I would say one of your best friends and your roommate. Yeah. Yeah. We got introduced through them. Just, I mean, just like small things, just like chatting, asking, needed to like ask a question for something that Morgan was involved with. 
And then, uh, yeah, I mean, 21st century kids these days, us millennials slash gen whatevers, hit up the Snapchats, started talking a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of rolled from there. First date was at a really good restaurant, The Field, with great burgers. And that was just, like, very comfortable. Yeah. So I think we just, like, clicked right date. away. You, you'll, for somebody who's never been on another first date, maybe I was, like, on one other first date, I, I guess I don't have, like, much of a, like, soapbox to talk from. But I guess you'll just know right away, like, if you're comfortable with somebody to at least go on a second date or, like, hang out with them more. But it was, like, mm-hmm. very comfortable. You yeah. Just, you reminded me a lot of just not, like, family because that's, like, a weird thing to say. But just, like, the people that I'm normally around, like, yeah. cousins and things. Like, just very like, personable, like, the person that you are, basically. So, yeah, I was very comfortable. It was as if I knew you for, like, five years. Like, as if one of my close friends who was a girl at school was, like, Krupa. Like, if I went out to eat with Krupa, yeah. I felt, like, very not having to be reserved and just kind of like talk about any ideas didn't feel like i would be judged or it was that type of mood yeah and so uh, backing up here a little bit but when sal and i first met and like first chatted in person it was at a party and i was only visiting state college for like literally three days and then i was leaving to go to london for like four months after that so i definitely like i guess i would say had a crush on you but obviously i was leaving for four months so and i met you like 20 minutes ago so (laughs) it's just you know like um i don't know i don't know but anyways um we like chit chatted on the phone and like on facetime here than when i was away so i think it was also a little bit more comfortable because we had spoken like a little bit more before that it wasn't just like go on a first date right away like i felt like i knew you a little more yeah so um so yeah that made it more comfortable but I would say the one thing that like stood out to me was that Sal called me and was like, hey, Fellas, do you want to Yeah, pro tip. Go if you're to trying to ask a girl out, call her and ask her on a date, because in college, I feel like that never happens. Like you. I don't know. I just feel like yeah. boys don't have manners as much. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I think I think a lot of guys and it could go both ways. But yeah, I think a lot of guys are one just like nervous like Mm -hmm. nervous to do something like that put themselves out there and that goes for like either gender or all the genders that are out there these days like it goes for just being nervous and then also i think it's it's probably like an ego thing for a lot of guys too Mm -hmm. like just that like reading that book makes me like think of that like not setting aside your ego to like see a situation clear you just see it as like i'm gonna ask this girl like on a date like i have to ask this girl on a date or like your other friends like might give you shit for it and you don't want that to like hit your ego of being like this big macho guy that like can't ask a girl out to like call her up like as yeah. if it's like the like romantic like old school days like it has to be that big of a thing so yeah i guess just the friend group i was in like i was with uh, the person the mutual friend and i was like should i just call her and ask her and he was like yeah and i was like all right and i felt like comfortable like if he would have been like what are you talking about bro you can't yeah. do that i'm like oh you're right <laughs> so it's like yeah. just having like being in an in environments with people where it's like okay yeah, like this is like a normal thing to do so yeah, yeah. I just gave you a call actually yeah you were like good and i was like all right cool we're good for wednesday it was like a sunday when i called yeah and then we went on the date and the now rest we, was history. now we got a podcast <laughs> hey. yeah it went well and did that i ask was anything that. else or was that just it like how we i think that was really the gist of it but you had a follow-up right yes yeah, so what's the like What's the biggest piece of advice you would give somebody or that you wish you knew when you were first starting out in a relationship? Yeah, that there's, um, hmm, I guess responsibility is like a very overarching one, like just being responsible for like having another person. But I, I'm trying to think of the way to like, f- to phrase this. I'm trying to think like, you don't have the same level of not freedom because that's like not a good word either. You you just have to like make sure that you're on the same page. I don't know. I'm trying to. I, do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like I remember yeah. I re- never being in a relationship and now being in one in college. I remember just like going out to wherever I went or something along those lines and just like not communicating that for like a very long amount of time. And then the next day I was just like, oh shit, like that's things like I have to do now, like do like check-ins and things like that because there's like actually somebody else nearby who's like caring for where I am or like my whereabouts. Yeah. So I remember just very small things like that. And they just like hit me out of like left field. Like, oh, shit. I, I had like no idea I'm like supposed to do that. So just like, I guess responsibility is like the, the word, just making sure you're on the same page. Communications, like all the cliche obvious ones. But that would be something that definitely stood out was just like, oh, wow. I, I was always just like myself. So like if I wanted to go anywhere at any time, do anything, be with any type of people, like I would just do it. Like there's no like my parents aren't around anymore for me to be like, can I go do this? And 
I think there's a level of that. You have to have all your freedom and autonomy. Like if you're in a controlling relationship where it's like, you can't do that. You at least have to like notify your significant other that you're going to do this and also be self-conscious and aware enough to be, if you're going into a situation where the other person might not enjoy the people you're around for legitimate reasons, then to at least notify them and like talk through that. doesn't mean you can't go at all, but just talk through why that might be. And there's, there's just more to it for, I don't know. That That's probably like the best way to do it. There's just more to it from like a responsibility standpoint. Totally. Yeah. And I think that I'm still, I'm still learning like those things now. Yeah. That's what I was going to say actually is just like, I think it's important for both parties to remember that like you are learning and growing together and like that person can't read your mind. So if something is upsetting you, especially in the beginning of your relationship, whether they just like genuinely don't know that it like crossed a boundary for you, just say something and like talk about it. Like, and I think that's the most important thing is that you just yeah. know that that person isn't like, like with you, I always knew that it wasn't a malicious intent. Like you didn't mean anything by certain things that like happened. Right. You just didn't know that like it wasn't like, yeah, I have a funny you know story what I mean? for that. Yeah, oh, this was <laughs> this was like a, this was like two or three weeks before we started dating. This was in like January. Oh yeah, I know where when, this uh, is going. Yeah, so my cousin was visiting Penn State. He's a couple of years younger than me, and I was with the business fraternity Morgan was in. Basically, all of them. Uh, like so, like all, basically all of my friends, like a lot like of people I knew. Thirty yeah. guys and girls, and we yeah. were all at this one apartment. And I guess once a year they all take a school bus to the local strip club in Penn State. <laughs> so me and my cousin were there, had no idea that this was actually a thing that was happening, and we we're just like there having like drinks pre-gaming. And th- and our one friend came in, we'll call him Brian. I don't know who it. I think it was George. It's just like <laughs> it was just like cabs are here, the cabs are here. And then me and my cousin were just like, what's happening? And they started to just be like, oh, we're going to the strip club. We thought they were joking. Then this mob of thirty people go, and we're just like. All right, we'll just go. And this was before, like a week or two before his day morning, but we were like pretty seriously talking at that point. I just had like no recollection to even like let her know or think it was like an issue to just go to a strip club or how she would feel about that, I guess. And yeah, we just like went, we went to the strip club. There's like a back bar, played pool, left after like two or three hours. Next morning, I'm pretty sure Morgan was not the happiest camper that I just like randomly went to a strip club one night. Probably didn't set the best image no. in her mind that <laughs> I'm just this dude who, that was the first time I ever went to a strip club. Just probably this dude who hangs out at strip clubs when there's like more to a story of being a huge group. You just like totally. tag along with the group. I'm not like me and my cousin, not like, Hey, let's go like look at some chicks tonight. Like, yeah, I, like it's not, it, but that's from like your standpoint, it's just like, Oh, like him and his cousin just went to the strip club. Yeah. Like, that's good. And like, this is the guy that I'm so it's important yeah. to at least like communicate those things more. And, early on especially when you don't know like fully the type of person i am that could be a red flag or something that can like stick with you for months weeks years if you don't bring it up and talk about it yeah that can be like oh where is he going with this he's going to visit his cousin in jersey they're gonna go to the fucking strip club where yeah. in reality that's the only time i ever went to a strip club and the circumstances were not to go yeah. for those reasons it was just like oh we're going to a mob of 30 people well i think the only thing that you had on your side in that case was that i knew that happened every year and like i knew a lot of the people that were there and like yeah i kind of knew what the atmosphere was like had you gone i'd never gone before no but um but when that happened we were uh, we weren't like officially boyfriend girlfriend yet right. so i was like oh I don't even know if I like really have a right to like say anything in this scenario. So I just didn't. I didn't say anything. And then Sal went on spring break to Miami like right. many, uh, probably two months later around there. Yeah. And um, I <laughs> had seen, I don't even remember how, I think it was like through a Snapchat or something, that he was at another strip club. And then I was in my mind like, okay. I guess this is a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah, which it was also like, there was also a backstory to that one too. <laughs> like it was a club that turned into a strip club for 30 minutes with some big DJ from New York. Yeah. And it was a very weird atmosphere. If it was like a legitimate strip club, I'm pretty sure you can't just like record in a legitimate strip Probably club. Probably not. I don't know so, how that works. So yeah, then somebody's like recording the Snapchats get out and it, no context is added to something like that. So now it's Sal's going to a strip club two times ever in his life. <laughs> and we were dating for like two months. The at two that months point. that we're dating is the only two times I've ever gone. And I'm just like, now I'm just looking like the scumbag that goes to a strip club and yeah. while dating his girlfriend, just checking out, checking out other chicks all the time. Yeah. But that's something that like, just going back to it from being in a relationship, like those things, I mean, that might've taken like a year to like fully talk through because like, I, I didn't yeah. know how much it affected you and vice versa. So those are things like you just continue to learn. Like I had no idea that it, outside of like you being like upset the night that it happened, maybe like for a couple of days after, I had no idea that it affected you for as long as it did until like you talk through that. So I think yeah. getting to a level of communication 
where you can really just chat with each other about anything at all. And even then it might be hard. You might have to wait a week or two like to even have those thoughts hashed out in your head. But getting to that level of communication is like another level of it where you are comfortable with each other and you can kind of hear each other's perspective, even in situations where your mind is just like, this person's a complete asshole or doing this, like I hate that and whatever it might be. Yeah, and it takes time to get to that point. Like I think we we communicate pretty well now, but like we didn't always and it took a lot of work to get to that point. So like if you think that like whoever you're dating is maybe not seeing like your perspective or whatever, I think it's worth it to like really take a step back and look at yourself and how you're you're communicating things and like if you would want to be like spoken to or things brought up to you a certain way and keep that in mind when you're talking to somebody else because i think it's all about how you bring it up i I think a lot of things can be squashed pretty quickly if you're like respectful of the other yeah well i think that's something that it yeah i I don't even know how you learned that earlier like maybe if i was in more serious relationships when i was younger or something because it was just kind of like a learn on the fly thing because so the tail end of that or the snowball effect to that was that affected you. So like whenever I would go somewhere, I think you would always have like this thought in your head like, okay, this dude like just goes to fucking strip clubs. And then <laughs> since I knew it affected you, I would like completely try to avoid not even, not even just strip clubs, just like any situations yeah. where there were like strangers that were girls or even some girls that I like knew through friends, like just avoid those to not be on Snapchat and make it look like I'm this scumbag happened. image yeah. that you think or might have thought or just whenever you're like alone your thoughts wander so that i mean that took probably like a year maybe even like a year and a half yeah to to fully hash through and like us to both like be like yo this is how i feel like on this because that's difficult to say like the other person their actions in the past have affected it and it's just kind of like why do you keep bringing this up but it's deeply rooted so i want to talk through it Mm -hmm. and i think that took us just i mean we were 21 22 years old i think it took us until we were 22 23 which is, I would say, somewhat good, just like learning from each other yeah. to talk through that. Now I feel like completely open. Like I don't feel limitations because yeah. I know like the per- type of person I am. I think we're comfortable with each other. But oh yeah, and especially when everything's so new, and like especially if you're in college, it yeah. is like there are so many things that are difficult to work through during that period of time because like people are drunk all the time and going out and like you have a lot going on in life and like you're trying to figure out who you are and like doing that in a relationship. I think is it can add another layer of just like, okay, who am I am as an individual? And then like in a relationship too. But I think on that same note, one thing that I put down is like through trying to do all of that, you need to like be still an independent person. Like you need to let your person or the person you're in a relationship with have room to like grow and, and explore their own interests. And I think that's something that I probably not like wish i knew sooner but like you know what i mean yeah i i get I what know. you mean i mean i completely agree you, yeah you have to if you're in a relationship you have to be independent people that bring yes. out the best in each other yeah. but you can completely survive on your own yeah. like you have to be obviously if there's kids involved and one person has to go to like the yeah, job and another person's at home there's a different thing there but the relationship between a couple if you are dependent on the other person for your happiness like fully dependent on for your happiness for your hobbies for your friend groups you're in a really bad position not i mean even if you stay together you're just not becoming your own person and learning more about yourself and advancing so Mm -hmm. you should be pushing each other to grow as individuals while being there for each other in special moments and in times of need but it should never just be like we have to do everything together you have to go everywhere i go together you have to feel the same way i do about things like that because that's where even if you don't notice it you're in a toxic relationship like it it, it might be all happy but you're in a toxic relationship because somebody's not their own person in that relationship and that is that's something that i don't think we've really like ever been in a serious situation where i felt like that but i do think think there was moments that we could have done better yeah i think there's moments with that like if i felt the need that i couldn't be like around these certain types of like girls or guys or just groups or vice versa like that's something that long term is eventually gonna hit a boiling point where it's like okay i'm not feeling like my independent person yeah exactly and and that all i think comes down to like trusting who you're dating and like you you have to just let them go like and and be their own person because i think a lot of people like get insecure in those moments of like oh what is that person doing when i'm not there or like whatever but i mean at the end of the day you know who you're dating and like if you truly think that you know that will happen and and this is something that like i think is a huge realization and it's really helpful like if you truly think that of that person 
like why are you dating them right. you know like if you truly think that if they go out and are their own independent person that they'll like leave you or i don't know whatever it won't work out yeah then that's just not healthy yeah it, it's it's more so for like the person with those thoughts like the person going out like, yeah. they know who they are they know who they, they are if totally. you're just going to yeah. continuously be like stressed or like have those insecurities they're never going to be resolved like exactly you, you in like talking through whether it's therapy or with your partner or just letting those events happen is the way for them to happen otherwise you're going to be 67 years old and still insecure about when people are going places and stressing yourself out for things you should not be stressed about like you're yeah. going to you're going to pull enjoyment and out of your life you're going to be worrying about things during cool moments that you shouldn't be worrying about and mm -hmm. it, it's just a weird way to live your life so if anybody out there is watching or listening and you're just like damn i'm in this just have a conversation yeah and, just, and it, it is very difficult like you you i mean i'm an emotional person you'll probably shed some tears <laughs> but it's very difficult i'm not it? emotional at all yeah <laughs> yeah okay um but uh you, you, you it's a lot harder than just that but you have to just like sit down have like a serious conversation and, and talk through it otherwise you're going to feel like you're having this weight on your back and eventually that's going to drive people away from each other because you just associate your partner with these negative consequences that you have for dating them yeah exactly and and honestly i do think being an independent person kind of ties into this because when you are out doing your own thing and like maybe meeting a friend for dinner or like i don't know whatever you're doing hanging out with your family it kind of takes your mind off of things yeah. so i think like having those other things to do and like having those things that like again you'll be completely fine if they're out and about doing whatever right it's important because otherwise then you just sit and i think everyone's been there where they just maybe not you because you're you don't think like this but like you have those thoughts and it's like the suckiest feeling ever when you just have to sit there in your own thoughts and like have negative thoughts like that and i don't think anybody wants to feel that way like forever so it's important to like really think about those things and have those conversations so that you can just like chill out and enjoy like eating pizza like off your stomach like i do when <laughs> sal's gone <laughs> damn let the world know exposed no. morgan exposes I'm just kidding, morgan but not really no i kind of do do that well yeah no the, i'm i'm like a third of the way through the untethered soul and it's a crazy fucking concept it like if you're not actually reading it or like just like taking the time to like hear what the, or read what the other saying or what i'm about to like translate it, it, it might sound just weird or like that's obvious but it's a crazy concept that like we are just we're in like our bodies are basically just like vehicles for emotions and feelings and that's it and you can kind of with your like conscious sit back in like take a step back in your own mindset and just let they're just coming and going like feelings and emotions are coming and going and just analyze those and figure out which ones are actually like valuable figure out which ones are your ego and like checking your ego and being like okay well like if this was a neutral situation i'm just doing this because i'm being brash and other, a lot of things stem from that i'm not fully done with the book but it's a crazy concept to just like i've caught myself doing it now over the past week or two weeks is just sit there like sit back in your own head and just kind of like it's similar to meditation like think about the thoughts that are coming in and out of your head and that's a crazy concept to me. I don't know why it might not seem as crazy as that, but I've never thought about it that way that we're just feelings and like emotions and yeah. we're just kind of transporting them around until we can have more. Yeah. And, and your feelings and emotions can have such a huge impact on like your physical and obviously your mental well-being. Right. That taking the time to kind of learn not even how to control them, but like how to recognize them and let them go and let them come and, and how you want to handle that is up to you. But um, I think it's something everyone should at least try to take the time to do. It'll make yeah. your life better. Yeah. How How would you say you evaluate or, or like how would you define ego? Oh, tough question. This is one that I um. Like, when, when, <laughs> when you just hear ego, what's like the first things that come to mind for yourself or even like me, like mm -hmm. just in general? Yeah, I think when I when I think about my own ego, I think about like how I have such a huge emphasis on myself and like how I perceive the world. And it's not all about that. It's about how other people perceive the world and understanding that and being able to empathize with people. And I think that another thing with ego that I've been learning is that like, we think that we're like the center of everything. Like we think we walk into a room and everybody's like, Oh my God, what is that person doing here? Like, 
And in reality, like people don't really give a shit, you know, like they, (laughs) I mean, most people don't. And if they do, then who cares anyways? But I think that with ego, you think that everything you do and everything that you say is like so detrimental or so important. And, and it's usually not that profound. So how do you evaluate like the exact specifics like of your ego? Like when, when you like catch yourself checking your ego, like kind of what goes through, your mind like after that like Mm -hmm. can you do you compensate for it is there is it just kind of come and go like you catch yourself i'm just curious because i'm because i'm just learning more about this i would say i just try to learn from those situations like in situations where maybe i feel like i let my ego get the best of me Mm -hmm. or um like for example when i'm like teaching group classes most of the times when i make a mistake i'll just be like ha 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 like not enough coffee sorry guys like right let's start over with that but when i first started there was times where i would be like so embarrassed that i made a mistake or or whatever and i would like literally try to like compensate so much for it to prove that i knew what i was talking about but i didn't need to do that like just making a joke and like showing that you're not perfect i think it makes you better at what you do or like a better person yeah i think that's fair what about you yeah, I guess I, I don't uh, to be like very elementary with my definition. It's just sort of like when you're like, no, my way is the right way. And just like yeah. without even thinking fully about it or just being so set in your own beliefs that you don't want to like change your opinion on something or take in the information that's coming. And I'm definitely guilty of that all the time. So I'm trying to learn more about like last night we were talking about and this can be everybody's gonna be like, what the fuck's wrong with Sal? No, but last night we were talking about no. um, just like the legalizations like of all drugs. And I was like, it's eventually going to happen like five to ten years, even heroin, you'll be able to get it. And Morgan was like, well, that's a fucking bad idea. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, like if it's not in a needle and basically the moral story is if you could just roll up an actual plant of heroin, how bad could it be for you? And Morgan looked it up and the Internet said it was pretty bad for you. And then even <laughs> then, as I was walking out of the room, yeah. I was just like. I feel like a conspiracy theorist. I, I was just like, nah, the internet's fucking wrong. <laughs> like, I was like in my head, like thinking that, but that's just straight ego. It's like, I heard something from like two people that were experts and I just, I mean, maybe they're partially right, but I just took it as like gospel. And then in another conversation, let like, as if I did the fucking research, let that like ego drive the conversation. But that's just like situations that I try and like analyze over and just be like, why, why do I think that way? Like, why, why do you get so like, almost defensive but not really or just like almost stuck in your ways like why as like humans do we do that so it's a weird thing i don't i don't know why that happens but when you can check that and just like lose like if you were able to lose your entire ego you might be the happiest most accepting not worrying about competition not worrying about people coming after like just you probably just walk up to strangers on the street and just like start talking to them that's probably what people that do those drugs do all the time well i'm pretty sure that's what I don't, yeah. I don't know enough, but I'm pretty sure it's like Molly or something, or maybe it's mushroom just takes away like your ego. Apparently they say. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like your ego is a lot of the times what stops you from being like truly yourself and like the authentic, yeah. most authentic version of yourself because you're like so caught up in, in being right or like what others view you as. And, and really it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think you learn more just letting go of your ego and trying to see other people's perspective than you do just sticking to your own beliefs. Yeah, I, it's it's hard, but I so hard. I agree. Yeah. I think that that's something that I want to get better at finishing this book. The ego is the enemy. Hopefully, I can like define like just stick with that thought process more in my head and just identify those situations more. Um, but to turn the page a little bit, but similar situation is. When I turned 25, I wanted to. I didn't do the journal entry, so slap on my wrist. Maybe I'll make that my thing that I want to do this week, a goal. But I want to just, like, identify in the 25 years of living, like, what has brought me the most happiness, like, whether it's people, whether it's activities I do, whether it's places I've been or whatever it might be, and, like, what things don't bring me the most happiness, whether it's just, like, I don't know, people, the exact same things, like, the opposite side. So I want to do a journal entry with that, and I, I need to do that. But it was just something that sounded like a really good idea. I probably know the answers, but at the same time, when you kind of just let a stream of consciousness onto a piece of paper or typing happen, you, you might have some other thoughts you weren't thinking of when you weren't, weren't fully focused on it. That might not be directly related to ego, but I do want to be like maybe a little hard on myself. So try and knock down like any ego that comes up. If I'm like, no, I actually do like hanging out with this person, even though it might be like I actually don't. Like, What, what do I get out of that? So that's something that turning 25 to close the door and the birthday stuff, that's something that came away as well. 
from a thought at least, but I didn't actually do the activity. So I guess I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just uh, all talk, no game. I actually did the activity because... What? You did the activity? <laughs> yeah, you brought it up and I was like, that's a good idea. I didn't do like... <laughs> Didn't do well, and I didn't turn a new age either. I'm just still 24, yeah, but nice work. um, I didn't do like the like I didn't list like specific people in my life or anything right. like that. But I did just talk about like what I'm really grateful for at this point in my life and what I w- want moving forward and wow. like how I see myself proceeding to get to those points, even though I have literally no idea how to proceed to get to those points. Just like Yeah, but just putting it out there is the putting first step. Putting it out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think putting it out there is definitely the first step. Yeah. Ma, you want to share any of that or is that all in the journals tucked away? Oh yeah, no, sure. I can share it. Um the first one I mean was just like writing down the three things that I'm the most grateful for and, and they were Sal, my first and foremost. Wowza. Okay. And then um, can really see the um excitement in well, here if you, if you <laughs> check the replay eyebrows went up right away yeah no it's you just because you're like my main source of support every day like i see you every day yeah. you're here every day um and i feel like i mean just what we were talking about earlier with relationship stuff we've come such a long way and being able to communicate with each other and i really feel like it's just a good track and yeah so i'm grateful for that um, and I feel like it's really hard to get to that point, especially as young people. So I'm glad we're there. And then my family, of course, because you just think about all the crazy things that people are dealt in life and they're dealt families who don't seem to care about them as much or like aren't such a huge support system in their life. And I'm grateful that mine is and, and that I get to see them more. And then I can't remember what the third one was, but I think it was like feeling more in touch with like gratitude and appreciating the moment because that is something that I never focused on before like ever and um when you really think about just like all the simple things in life that like imagine your life without them um like for example I when I was having all my issues with my head um something that like I googled so like Dr. Google over here and literally just worked myself up for no always reason a fun, always a fun time. Always a fun <laughs> but time. one of the things that they said was that you could like lose your um what's one thing that I could have possibly had but like don't have um that you could lose your vision just like so abruptly and it's permanent with what that disease is and then it makes you think like holy shit like can you imagine like if you're in that position and and like the things you take for granted just like being able to see everything every right. day yeah and and i think when you take the time to appreciate that your life becomes a lot better yeah and in those situations you might just always ask like why me why me and that's just the way like it is like there's no there's usually no reasoning for those types of things it's just random yeah. So when that type of like when you start to think at it from like a very high level, like all all the events that happen, things that happen to you, for the most part are random. Even if somebody else is doing them to you, like that's still something you couldn't see coming, totally. or you don't expect when you're fucking five years old or born yeah. to like have to face. Yeah. And that just that just kind of maybe it's like it's to me at least it's more of like a freeing feeling of like like if somebody somebody if a tragedy happens and like an 18 year old kid dies in like a freak accident the nicest kid or even any age and gets hit by a car like no reason at all right drunk driver like no reason at all like it's just terrible why does that happen it's just random it like really makes you just think about how uh what's the word fragile like Mm -hmm. your life is yeah and like that's just when you're talking about like vision if it just when you woke up and it was gone it's like well why did this happen oh you have some rare disease like why me it's just just happens yeah just randomly and it really makes you appreciate it because it is so everything is so fragile yeah and when you really think about the overall structure of your body it operates very similar to a machine of just things operate in a sense maybe even differently than a machine because i feel like a lot of we can't explain like why we are the way we are like who created us and all that good stuff despite what your beliefs are and and i think that when you think about that like when you when you're um I don't know what like operates as a machine when your blender breaks you're not just like thinking about like why this happened to it like I'm sure you do to some extent but but it was just like a malfunction and sometimes I think of my body in that same exact like equivalent which may or may not be a good way to look at it I really don't know but yeah when I think about it like that it just really makes me appreciate being like 
a healthy person and and put so much into perspective because nobody chooses to be in that situation and I think that when people do find themselves in it they wish that they appreciated their healthy times well I think I think that's that hits the nail on the head is we as a society just run away from death anything about death we don't want to think about our own death or even look into things that could lead more to our death and like avoid it we just don't want to we like want to push it off so when it strikes us that okay, you have this disease, your mother or whatever has this disease that potentially can kill you or will kill you, it's like everything falls down. We don't know how to handle it at all because never in our lives have we had to deal with any type of death. So like I, yeah, it, it's weird to say like as 20 year olds, we want to think about death, but just having like the perspective of just like, all right, this is not always going to be like available, these experiences, my eyesight, like any of this mm-hmm. and just having that more. So when that time starts to come, yeah, you might, you're still going to be scared. It's still going to be new, but you can at least appreciate the times you did have and not feel like you didn't get them or you were dealt a bad card because inevitably like we, it's funny because like every, we know every single person on this planet is, is going to die, but mm-hmm. not, but the far majority of any of them like actually think about like what that means. And if yeah. they did, I think their lives would be very fulfilling. And this is also me. Like I, I don't have this down. I try to think about those types of things and say yes to experiences that might cause me short term stress just because I know in the long term it is going to be way, way worth it and not lead to regrets. Yeah, I know this sounds morbid, but I literally think about it every day, which is may or may not be a I problem. Think, I, I mean, it, depend, it depends how. Like, if you're thinking about it, like, with every step you take, well, then I think you have some sort of, like, condition that might not be good. Like, <laughs> like you're wor- worried to, like, yeah. leave the house or worried to go here or there because of that. No, 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 not like that. Yeah, if you're using it as almost like a baseline. Like, I like to use the deathbed theory. Like, on your deathbed, are you going to regret like for me i went um i'm going to a bachelor party this weekend that i'm in a a bridal party what is it is that what it's called even if you're a groomsman bridal party i think so i think that's what it's called yeah so wedding party yeah so i I am the bride for this wedding and i'm going (laughs) i'm I'm going there and like i wanted to go we're we're very far away and it's like inconvenient travel in terms of like over flights and would be very expensive and was but and i was just trying to figure my way around and i was starting to lean to be like all right maybe i don't go because the weddings the week after it's another flight and all this Mm -hmm. and then i just try and always like baseline with like the deathbed theory like when i am hopefully like 130 and on my deathbed well in my 20s i regret spending a couple extra hundred dollars and having to take a longer flight will i regret that for missing a close friend of mine's bachelor party or like well i'd rather be doing that or rather be sitting at home like working instead and having a $200 extra like so yeah it, it becomes and that's when I was out in the mountains so it's like so and I like being there so clear to think like it's so quiet and peaceful you can really see like just more of your thoughts and that's when I'm just like oh this is a fucking no-brainer like what am I doing here like I'm mm-hmm. worried about literally like short-term one to two week stresses that have no impact on me even like a month from now yeah so it was like I booked the flight like right there I remember I texted you and I was just like I, f- I, I can't believe like this was even a stress a or stress, something yeah. which when you break it down it's a lot of money it's a short a lot of totally. travel it's yeah, a busy yeah. month wedding like I, I get all that but it, it, those are just all like excuses that I won't even worry about five years from now like I'll be like oh, I'm so happy I had those memories going to his bachelor party yeah I think the one thing too that I apply this to is like if I get I don't really often get into arguments with people, but like if I do get into like a tiff with somebody or or if I said something that like I didn't appreciate that I said, yeah. I will immediately think like not even if I die, like if that person, if so, God forbid they left my house and something happened to them, like will I regret having said that the yeah. last thing that I said to them? Yeah. And I that will make me change my perspective on something in like an instant. And I right. don't know if that's healthy or not but (laughs) but it really i I mean i think when it's something that like is irreversible and like somebody really disrespects you or hurts your feelings or whatever then then it's one thing but when it's something like this is stupid and to waste my time being mad at somebody when you don't know how long you or they have left is like right it really will hit home yeah i think it does for me at least well it's a rule in the four agreements that book that we read um it it was just don't think one of the rules one of the agreements was don't take things personally and they go they go pretty in depth on that in terms of just like it's it's just you have no idea like the whole backgrounds of other people and like everything that's leading up to that moment that you're with them whether it's like years of something and you triggered them by wearing a shirt or cutting them off and somebody cut them off in the past and led to an accident like whatever it might be that triggered their reaction to your argument it's probably not you specifically 
and even if it is it's probably not that big of a deal so it's just like don't take things personally because when you take things personally you're letting somebody else's basically poison like enter you and then that's only going to lead to you doing the same thing to somebody else and mm-hmm. so on and so forth so yeah one thing i've never understood is and i don't mean to say this in like a self-righteous way but i do not understand how people hold on to things for like years and years and years because that's like what that book was saying is like it is only hurting you it's yes. not hurting the other person and like it's toxic for you to hold on to that negative energy in your body and yeah i think that it's sometimes you need time to like heal from somebody who hurt you and, and that's completely normal and right. you take the time you need but to to just hold on to something and like to hold on to hate just it, it never ends well yeah, for I mean, you that's where, that's where insecurities come from well yeah and that person will like they'll move on eventually like they can only feel bad about something that they did for so long until they like accept that they made a mistake and like right. accept it within themselves and and then they don't care anymore so you, yeah it's just you you being like insecure and hateful and and just making your own life harder i agree yeah i think Anyways. no I, 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 mean, I think that was i think that was good conversation i think the people are yeah. getting what they paid for today huh i know you don't need to read a self-help book we got them all in our brains we're reading them to you come to us yeah. the uh, life update like we've read so many of them yeah i mean that's the thing i don't, I don't think they're self-help i i, I yeah. wouldn't I, I guess i wouldn't read like self-help books i think they do help myself but um yeah i think they're more so i i just like learning about like my own like ability like i know how to control i guess like my physical health like through exercise and dieting and maybe sometimes I slip on it, but I know some of the things I need to do for my body. Yeah. I like learning about that for like my mental state, just to not have days like yesterday or control those as much as possible where like the weather is going to affect your mood or like one mm-hmm. small thing in the morning, somebody like reaching out to me on Patreon and being angry about something that I can't control or I messed up on and like that messing up two hours of my day being on my mind. Like I want to be able to just control all those to the point where they just come and go like those thoughts and those situations all right handle them they come they go and it's, yeah. it's fine so I, I like the idea of like reading these books to do that and just it reinforces like all the points they're very similar points some of them are different approaches to it but the more you read about it the more it just like reinforces your thought process yeah we're all a work in progress i agree but as you go through different stages i feel like each time you go through different stages of life you look th- for different things and like to grow as a person and so that having that information helps you like be in touch with who you are yeah i like that do mm-hmm. you have any roses to give anybody this week while oh, they're still here you go first because you said that you were prepared i that's a lie at the beginning of this i mean we might leave that in i have no idea who i was going to give I, I don't want to give my oh. roses to my parents yet again there's definitely people i can maybe give some roses to but um some come to mind nothing of like extraordinary measures I, I I like want to say Joe Rogan just from the show we went to because I appreciate they made us lock up our phones, which I appreciated <laughs> because then it allowed the people on stage and Joe Rogan, Tony Hinchcliffe opened. If you know who he is, um, I can't remember the, the local opener. Hopefully I'm not insulted oh, by shoot. saying that. I don't remember either. She was funny. She was really funny. She did a 15 yeah. minute set. Hinchcliffe did about 30. Rogan did an hour and then 20 minutes of Q&A. So all of them, I, I guess just hardcore comedians. I like to say that I appreciate them because you're in a time right now that's it's I think it's going to end. You have to be optimistic where everybody is. Uh, they're just so insulted by anything that people say and we had to lock up our phones because not just that it's like Joe Rogan working on material and it might be in a special that's probably part of it but also like if he says something in a 30 second joke that's a five minute joke and somebody clips that and he's like being either like joking about like racism or these hot topics religion gender like it's just going to look really bad and that's like what people are trying to do it's inevitable so I appreciate those people for doing the job that they do because it's fun it's funny it's it's good to like be able to joke about things and not take things so seriously and i just really like comedians and the environment that they create at comedy clubs and shows because everybody there you know is there to laugh everybody there you know if they're going to that type of a stand-up show where it's like unfiltered they don't take life too seriously and i like those things You, you can't be harassing people and being a complete asshole but you have to know that somebody's a comedian. Like they're going yeah. up there to to be ironic, to walk the line about situations, to make you laugh, to make you look around and be like, oh my God, he just said that and laugh a little bit. So I, I really appreciate just those environments and that we have like the ability to go to those environments, especially because if you're on like the internet at all these days, it's like s- somebody's getting canceled uh, for something they did like five or six years ago. It's just like the most ridiculous thing. So I really appreciate that people are just like attacking that head on almost. 
Yeah, for sure. I, it's definitely refreshing to be around because like, it makes you think like, okay, we're, we're all okay. Like there's other yeah, people out here exactly. that, that don't take everything. It's a very small amount of people online that are trying to create like a power thing by canceling somebody who's more powerful or more of in the public than them. Yeah. But then you go in actual real life and realize that not most people are not like that. Well, yeah. And I definitely think that there are some things that like should be taken very seriously. And I'm hundred percent on board with that. And then I think from the, like a comedian standpoint they're not personally attacking you like whatever your beliefs are they don't know they don't know anything about you and they're just trying to make light and happiness of situations that are like pretty dark and you know you just gotta laugh at some things because like sal was saying sometimes there's not a reason for things and all you can do is just be like yeah what if, if, if you're getting upset even if like if if you don't take the time to if you only read the headline that says joe rogan called somebody uh blah 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 blah, blah right and then you're like oh wow fuck that guy i feel like that's on you for like being ignorant if you don't take the time to look into those things and if you get extremely insulted by something that's like said in a like comedy show some things are fair but at the same time, that's when you start to take life too seriously. When a guy who is supposed to be a joker for a living is, neg- is like negatively affecting your thoughts and putting you in an angry mood. Like that's yeah. the opposite of what should happen. And it's just the intent behind it. Like, you know, right. a comedian's there to try to make you laugh. It's not to be malicious. Yeah, that's a perfect your way feelings. to put it, intent. And, and to be able to like take a step back and be like, oh, they didn't mean to offend me, even if they did. Right. So, huge. yeah, I'd like to give roses to all the comedians, the ones I listen to the most. They make me think differently creatively in terms mm-hmm. of their delivery in terms of how i deliver even in my content not even joking wise just in general timing um and just yeah trying to make people laugh for a living is a pretty cool job yeah so I agree. have you thought of anything you don't have to have something every week we don't this gotta force is it super general so i'm just gonna keep it brief because it's not like that it's not that crazy tell the world um but kind of along the same lines but not really just this is like not one specific person but i've been noticing more like on social media and even like brands themselves like of just kind of keeping things more realistic for people and like being like really open and honest in like everyday life situations where you feel like oh i'm the only one who like deals with that whether it be like actually a serious thing or just like something funny and silly that you would be like an example um like picture for example like there's a lot of like fitness influencers and that's what i do for a living so that's where i tend to hang out on like the social medias that um that like won't they'll show like videos or pictures of just like truly themselves like not a photoshop version of themselves but like just show that they have like stretch marks or they have like issues with things just like everybody else does and like that i think is so awesome that people are like trying to kind of put out there more that like everybody pretty much deals with the same things and like nobody's perfect and i think it sends a good message hell yeah i like it that's a good way to end it yeah all righty gang thanks for tuning in another episode of life update like subscribe we on apple we on spotify wherever you're listening to this youtube whatever you got to do we appreciate it thank you for spending your time this past hour or so yeah. with us from myself from my beautiful co-host morgan thank you for being here I'll see you in the next thank one thank you bye Peace.